Welcome in, everybody. It's Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. Glad to be with you. John Harris here, the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer there. Mark, good evening. How are you? Johnny, I'm cooler than I was, so that's good. <laughs> that's a lot. And did I talk about my power going back on? Oh, yeah. You said it last night. You got it yeah. on, like, really late. And I do still have such an appreciation for the invention of electricity. I really want to oh. thank... Everybody involved. Ben Franklin. Wait, he didn't invent it. He just did the kite with the key thing. Right. Edison, Edison. Edison did the light bulb. Yeah. You know, all the people involved, Johnny. Yeah. I'm sure there were many. Yes. But thank you very much for electricity. I love it. It's yeah, great. Center what point, a convenience. Car, all those. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Having, It's funny because we take so much for granted. You walk in the bathroom, you flip the light on. You go to heat up water for the pasta you're about to make. Everything is electricity. And then when it's gone, you're like. <gasps> plumbing is good, too. Another good invention right there. Well, Indoor I had, plumbing. I had this happen the other night. I was cooking the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And part the, the, the part of the kitchen that I was in went out. So it was the stove, the microwave, and one other piece. Circuit breaker. Right. But it's like. Part of it goes out, and you're looking around going, wait, is everything else? You're testing yeah. everything else. So electricity going out, that should be a, that should be a show sometime, maybe off the beaten <laughs> path show. The things you take for granted. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's – man, it's incredible ha- having it. So I'm glad you got it. You're back. Hopefully people out there are keeping our electricity, and maybe it cools off at some point. I don't know. Oh, it's going to be like 92 on Friday. Burr. I got – I don't know what I'm going to do. So I – I did this the other day, Mark. Sunday, Sunday. I, I just needed, I needed to run, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to go all the way to. Oh no! Night. You didn't do I'm it. I'm just going to like, yeah. The, That's crazy. I talk. didn't realize it was that hot. I really it's did. Crazy realize it was that hot. I go out there as soon as I walk out. I'm like, yeah, this is a little bit hotter, but I already committed to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do it. So I get out. And I always have the same method. I walk for, for just a little bit, about, you know, tenth of a mile, two-tenths of a mile. I kind of walk to kind of get going, and then I turn the corner. All right, now I'm running. Oh, my gosh. I got to I got to where I am. Durham, I got across Durham and Shepherd, And I get to a stopping point where I'm, like, going to walk a little bit, catch my breath. And I look, and my phone says 105. So the next day, I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. I got to. There's no way. So I decided I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait as long as I can. I waited for the sun to go down. I went out at 7.45. So after our show, mm-hmm. I go out at 7.45, and there's a breeze. And I'm like, oh, my. I felt like I was in heaven. I'm like, this is so much better than yesterday. It was 95. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. 95. You notice the difference between 105 and 95 Not, because there is yes, one. There's yeah. a massive one. It's between like 90 you, and 80. It's a, there's a massive difference. It's like when you're in the cold weather environment and it's zero for a while, then it's 20. I had right. that happen to me in Michigan. 20 felt warm. That happens in these extreme temperatures. And by the way, everybody who has an attic now has a sauna. All you got to do is sit (laughs) up there for like 10 minutes and you're drenched in sweat. And you didn't have to pay for the sauna. You could take it in your own house. That's pretty good. I am choosing completely. And I used used to feel bad about this. I'm just not going outside today. I'm just not going to. Mm. Whatever we got in the house, we're eating. I don't care if that means we're eating fried shoe. I don't care. <laughs> we're not. We're not leaving the house because it is just. I prefer a grilled shoe. By the way, maybe, okay. Yeah, I mean, right. however you want to dress mm-hmm. it. Drew Doherty prefers wearing really nice shoes, and he's going to join me in the next segment on in the lab as we discuss the Texans' new helmet. Now, Mark and I talked about that yesterday. The only the second helmet 
ever. I I don't think, Mark, that I really grasped that until you said that yesterday. Yeah. You talked about it being the second ever. Like, man, wow. I hadn't thought about it like that. So I feel like universally the response to the new red helmet has been off the charts. Very positive. Great. Very positive. Yeah. Uh, but we talked about that yesterday. So I want to do this. And one of the things that we talked about, and it kind of set me down a rabbit hole of things. I want to do the what-if game. But I'm going to present the what-if game a little differently. I'm going to present to you the case. And I then want you to tell me what the impact would be for our favorite football team. As directly as you can possibly think For the team, it. the fans, the player performance, what aspect? However you want to think about okay. it. Okay. Go ahead. More or less the team and then its impact on everybody else. I think most of them will be more about the team itself and the team's performance, et cetera. So, and I got to thinking a little bit more about this listening to Zach Kiefer's podcast about Andrew Luck. Yeah. It's a six-parter. He's been working on it. It's a narrative-type podcast. I've listened to the first podcast in the half, basically. And it got me, think- it got me thinking about things, including this first one. What if... Now, if you remember, historically, 2011, Peyton Manning didn't play the entire year. He's dealing with a neck issue. Right. In 20, at the end of 2011, he gets released. He then goes and signs in Denver. The Colts draft Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. When they meet in the playoffs in 14, Luck beats them. In 15, the Broncos win a championship with Peyton Manning. What if the Colts had kept Peyton Manning for 2012 and beyond, Mark? What do you think is the impact on the Texans? The Texans win a division in 12 for the second time. They win a division in 15. They win a division in 16. Obviously, Peyton was gone Mm -hmm. by 15. But they won a division in 15. The Colts won a division in 14 with Andrew Luck. But what if the Colts had kept Peyton Manning for 2012 and beyond? What do you think the impact would have been on the Houston Texans? Well, Manning played very well for Denver in the early going, right? In 2012, he played well. Outstanding. That was Andrew Luck's rookie year because, obviously, they didn't have Manning. They drafted Luck. Right. And they went 11-5 and and went to the postseason and beat the Texans in the regular season finale. Right. And the Texans beat them here. In fact, I did a column on underrated wins last week, I believe. Yep. And one of the underrated wins that we don't talk about because the season ended the way it did, and there were a lot of other wins we talk about from 2012, was beating the Colts here right. in the follow-up game coming back from the Monday nighter against the Patriots. That debacle. Oh. There you are playing a hot Colts team that had won something like four of six, right. and they were cooking at the time. Right. And Andrew Luck was a rookie, but they were playing well. I think they had Vic Ballard running the ball. Yes. How would Manning do on that Colts team? Would that team go 11-5 and five or better? The Colts were still a good team. You know, their 2-14 and 14 campaign of 2011 mm-hmm. was kind of like the Texans' 2-14 and 14 campaign in 2013. Right. There was a lot of talent, but everything went wrong. Yes. With the Colts that year, they had Dan Orlovsky, didn't play that well, played well against the Texans in that Thursday night or second right. to last week of the season. But I think that Manning on that Colts team, Johnny, would have played well enough to make the postseason and yep. maybe even threaten the Texans for the division in 2012. And 2013, the Colts, did they go to the – they won they the went, division. Right, they won the division. 2014, they went to the AFC Championship game. Yes. Would they do as well I don't with think Manning so. – 
was Andrew Luck's youthful athleticism, was that a big factor? There's no way he's as good a passer as Manning was, especially Manning early on with Denver. He set the the all-time single-season touchdown pass record in Denver. I know everyone remembers the end in 15 when he traded places with Osweiler and he won the Super Bowl, and he wasn't himself then. But in 2013, Manning was still very much Peyton Manning. Right. Interesting. Speaking of Brock Osweiler... (laughs) I wrote about him today, too, a little bit. He came up in the training camp conversation. Anyway. Well, he, he came up in our discussion a little bit yesterday because we were talking about Dak Prescott. And I talked about yesterday what oh, yeah. I wanted to draft Dak yeah. Prescott. Then when we drafted – or oh, I'm sorry, drafted. We, we signed Brock Osweiler. I knew drafting Dak Prescott was out the window. Right. And I also got to thinking about this because I clicked on this video on YouTube. I was playing YouTube of Palooza, and there was this – video that came up the greatest uh no it was the i can't remember how they phrased it but it was like the craziest endings to college football games ever and so i'm kind of watching and they're showing some and someone kind of like what then they get to one and it's kind of like screen like the the picture's all weird and like savage back to throw oh he hits tim brown it's a touchdown rutgers oh not even to his pit days and so they got me thinking about tom savage and got me thinking about what we were talking about yesterday what if the Texans had not signed Brock Osweiler in 2016? Now, during that time, Bill O'Brien and, and Rick Smith both said what I think a lot of people knew, we all knew. Getting up to go get Carson Wentz or Jared Goff, the two quarterbacks that went 1-2, it was going to be pretty significant to go get yes. two guys that you just probably weren't totally sold on. It wasn't Andrew Luck though. It was it was yeah. not it was not Andrew Luck. And so at that particular point you're like, well, okay, you go the free agent route. You're not going back the Hoyer Mallet route. And that's what got me thinking about Dak Prescott. Would Dak Prescott have been on the radar screen? And I think back to I think he would have. I think everything about Dak has always been on the up and up. He's always been a great guy. He I think continues to show that. You watched him at Hard Knocks, and you're like, that would have been a guy that I think would have thrived here. Maybe they draft Dak, maybe they don't. But what if Brock just says, you know what, Bill, Rick, I'm staying in Denver. Elway finally got back to me. He wants me to stay. I'm staying in Denver. Now, that's that maybe is another whole can of worms, but don't care about Denver at this point. What do you think happens with the Texans if they had not signed Brock Osweiler in 2016? Well, they probably roll with Savage, right? Yep. And we would have learned more about Savage earlier on because, right. look, at all fairness to Tom, he got hurt late in 2014, would have been able to play those final two games of the regular season. Do you win those games with Tom Savage? I'm not so sure. You did with Case Keenum. Yes. I'm not yes. so sure you win those games with Tom Savage, right? Right. right. But you go into the next year. He gets hurt, final preseason game. Mallet, Hoyer, Hoyer, yeah. Mallet. Savage would eventually have played because Mallet got cut. And Hoyer got concussed, and that's why we had T.J. Yates, who they signed. Right. And then two weeks later, he's in the game against Cincinnati. That would have been Savage right there coming right. into the game. Exactly. Does he beat the Bengals that night on Monday Night Football? Not so sure about yeah. that. Maybe he does. Maybe yeah. he does. Let's give it to him. Okay. But does he do enough throughout the course of the next few games to show you that he's a starter in this league? Because what happened in 2016, finally, they gave him the job. They pulled him off the bench against Jacksonville on Battle Red Day with the red jerseys and the blue pants. He won the game. He looked pretty good in that game. But then the next start was against the Bengals, and they won the game 12-10. to But 12 is a significant number because, wait a minute, you only put up 12 points, and the Bengals weren't very good that year. What's the deal? And you saw 
maybe he's not the starter you hoped he would be, right. but he plays really he practices really well. Savage in practice against Osweiler looks really good yeah. against Osweiler, meaning you know, right. in that pecking order as the number two guy. If you didn't know who was one and two, you'd watch and go, hey, number three is your number one guy. Yeah, and when Mallett and Hoyer were here as a number three guy, he looked sharp. Right. He looked sharp in practice. When you got him in the games, the processing time, whatever the reason was, just wasn't as good. He wasn't as good a game player. And then 2017, they make him the starter opening day. We saw what happened at halftime. Right. Watson comes in. Watson goes back to the trainer's room because he's injured. He's right. done after six, seven weeks. Savage has a chance to beat a Jacoby Brissett-led Colts team here. Not a very good Colts team, but he can't do it, and he just doesn't look good as a starter, even in his return. That was his moment right there, Johnny. Watson gets hurt. Look, no one's saying Savage is going to be as good as Watson, but he had a starter's opportunity in front of him to prove it to another team or whoever, and he couldn't get it done. And that's what's sad about it, that you couldn't learn that earlier as an organization and make some decisions based on that. Exactly. And so, to me, I've thought about it this way. Okay, you don't sign Brock. You're right. Savage is probably the way that you roll. I Even with that defense, which was just incredible. Now, you didn't know at the time that you weren't going to have J.J. for 13 games of the season. But even without J.J., you're the number one defense in the league. It's, a, it's incredible in 2016 at that point. You know, I wrote about this today. Where do you think the running game ranked that year? In oh, 2016, boy. the running game. That was game. Lamar. That was, that was Lamar's Lamar. first year. It was Lamar's first year. Running, in the league? Rushing would, attack in the NFL 2016 with Brock num- unable to put up a lot of points. Number 17. Eight. Yeah. That, that, they ran that, the ball well that did, year. Yeah. And I was surprised about that, Johnny. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I was no, – no, no, what? No. I had to double-check that because I was talking about how that was a successful training camp despite the fact that Osweiler didn't look that good in right, camp right, because right. they were building the number one defense in the league. Boy, they looked good. They had some other elements yeah, yeah, that yeah. were there, clowny. And then you were building a rushing attack that actually finished eighth. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. Let me let me just do let me just do this. Yeah, let's say you go with Savage. You don't win a division, but in you fact, win your nine. Could you win your nine? You, let's say which you, is what you did. Let's say you go eight and eight. Okay, it probably puts you twelve to fifteen in the draft. At twelve to fifteen in the draft, even let's just say everything else follows. Yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. trade up to go get Watson. You go through the next. You know, Watson still gets hurt in twenty seventeen because you finished eight and eight. And you're finishing, or, or seven and nine, or whatever it is. You don't have to give up a first round pick for next year. Mm. So maybe you give up a second, or maybe you give up a third, or maybe you give seconds right. in the next couple of years. I, but you don't have to give up the first. So you have a 2018 one. So now you're sitting at pick number four mm-hmm. in 2018, and you know you're bringing back Deshaun Watson healthy. And sitting at number four, you could have taken Denzel Ward, or you could have taken a guard by the name of Quentin Nelson. Now, that would have changed history for sure. That would have really affected things on the offensive line. That would have been really interesting. Just the fact that you don't have to give up that particular first-round pick mm-hmm. of 2018. And I think the second round – and here's the other one. You don't have to give up the second-round pick you sent to Cleveland with Brock. Hey, take oh, Brock yeah. off our hands. Right. Oh, but we need a second-round pick to do that. Okay. You know what that second-round pick turned into? Nick freaking chub so mm. what happens if with the fourth pick you mm. take quinn nelson and you take nick chubb up well we have put, all their picks now and you put nick <laughs> chubb next to lamar miller for the next uh that would have been nice good 
I don't know if you would have. I don't. Would you have taken him? I don't know. What Chubb? I don't think they would have. I don't think that. I don't. At the time, I don't think Brian Gain and Bill O'Brien would have taken. I don't think. In the second round right there. I don't think. Well, you're coming off that 2017 season. You'd have other needs as well yeah. that you want to address. Your line needed it. But you answered that with Nelson a little bit. Yeah. You answered that. When you started this thing, I thought you were with Peyton Manning in 2011. Yeah. I thought you were going to go the direction of what if the Texans had signed Manning because that was Ooh. out there. I don't think any of the decision makers have ever gone That's on a- the record with this that that was an actual opportunity okay. for them. You went there. You yeah. can ask me that. What if they signed Peyton Manning in 2012? Oh, there's so much to that. Schaub is coming back from the Liz Franck injury. So there's no guarantee there. He's due a contract. You wanted to see him see, prove did, his health, and he did, so you signed him. So if I remember right, in 2012, I want to. is that when Matt signed his deal? Yeah. Because I thought season. I remember in the press box week one or whatever the Texans opener was, I, I remember it being Liberty White. And I remember it was was it the Colts or the Miami? It was Miami. Ryan Tannehill and debut. they destroyed him. Yeah. And I just remember hearing, "Oh, Matt Schaub has signed. You know, he's he's got an extension." Yeah. And I thought, "Oh, okay, we're rolling with Schaub. All right, fine." And I didn't even think about Peyton Manning at that point. But if he's needing a contract, and you don't go get Peyton Manning, I mean, the ultimate. I mean, Drew Brees, people missed on him because you just don't know about the labrum, right? With Peyton Manning, he's coming off a neck injury. You don't even know if he's going to be able. You don't know that. You don't even know he's going to be able to throw the and ball. And you have Schaub coming back, and the only thing people can say about the Texans is, had they had Schaub in 2011, right. they would have won the Super Bowl or at right. least gone to it, or who knows? And maybe they wouldn't have. Maybe they still would have lost at Baltimore. I don't know, but you would love to see what would have happened with Matt Schaub healthy all the way through 2011. But take Peyton Manning. Yeah. Think about him in 2012 in Denver. He got them to the divisional round. I think they got a bye. They did lose to Baltimore, but Peyton Manning in 12 and 13. And think about him with the 2012 team. I think that would have gone pretty well. That 2012 team was super talented. Stacked. Cushing gets hurt week five. That's another what if. That, what yeah, if Cushing a, doesn't get hurt against the New York Jets week that's five? That's a hard one to think about because it's such a not. It's, Big it's, blow. It's legal. Like, Oh, Slauson? Yeah. It, his injury. Well, it, didn't it, they change the rule because right. of him? It, it was legal at the time, but then it gets changed afterwards, which I think. I think Drew and I have talked about this on In the Lab before. The Cushing injury and what that meant. I've said this. Yeah, you had Brady James out there as an older guy in key moments later in your season. And I think this is where Peyton Manning would have made a difference on the 2012 team. Because I've said this about Cushing. I always felt like Cushing was, I don't think he ever was this, but he could have been. He was the first guy off the bus because the fight was about to begin and Cushing was going to be like, Y'all get behind me. Like, yeah. he was this team's – he was its he soul. Was heart and soul. He was the soul of that mm-hmm. team. And when he was gone, it was like, okay, who steps into that void? Yeah. And as much as we like Matt, Matt was not that guy. And J.J. too is not quite the same thing. He's not quite – he's not quite J.J. just yet. I think he but is But Manning would have been. Manning would have been that oh, guy. of course. Well, look what he did for the Broncos right. on no arm and no legs and no whatever he didn't have in 2015 and winning the Super Bowl. So, and remember that some of the narrative was also, well, you could never make that deal because Manning wouldn't be able to run the Kubiak offense. Yet he wins a Super Bowl with them later right. in Denver. Running the Kubiak offense. Well, they adjust whatever they need to adjust. You have Peyton Manning on the field. You have a coach on the field who can run things. You bring up a great point. And we've heard this a lot about one Lovey Smith. Oh, he's Tampa 2. He's Tampa 2. That's all he does is Tampa 2. Like, I mean, 
Oh, he's gotta, adjusted. Y'all got to watch football. Y'all got to watch what they're watch doing. Practice in watch, OTAs. Exactly. It's not. It's not just that. That's that's a different story. Okay. We saw some single high there. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Did hey, I let easy. that out of the bag? Easy, easy. Uh, okay, so we kind of went there. So let's go to this one. This one's a little bit further down, but I'll do this. Fat Albert Hainsworth doesn't break <laughs> Matt Schaub's foot in 2011. All right, this is a good one. Now the next, what you were going into a bye. Yeah. Right. You played Jacksonville. Oh, That's when Leinert with the great meme of Leinert in the hot tub with all the women. That was taken previously, <laughs> but somebody just put the caption, Houston, yeah. I got I this. Got this. I and I, I laughed at that. <laughs> I thought, maybe we're in good shape with Leinert here. And who knows? That's another one. I've Add felt- that onto it. What if Leinert doesn't get hurt? I know. Does he do-, do as well as Yates? You know how my romantic brain was thinking? Mm-hmm. The Texans passed on VY for this. This is the ultimate. They passed on VY, and they're bringing in his USC rival to save it in Houston. It's going to happen. And then by halftime, he's hurt and done. I'm like, dang it. Yeah, I thought something similar to that, sure, because Leinart's available all of a sudden. I thought the Leinart acquisition in the preseason, or was it the offseason? Whenever they got him, I thought that was an interesting acquisition. Good backup quarterback insurance. Anyway. If Schaub doesn't get hurt, they play Jacksonville two weeks later. They smash them. The defense was awesome. Number two in the league. They were getting all sorts of pressure on people. Before Watt had all the sacks, it was Barwin. Brooks Reed was paying dividends yep. as a rookie. a rookie. They were really making some noise. They had the Ninja. They had Sean Cody. They had Jonathan Joseph, Daniel Manning. They were doing well without Watt having to rack up 20 sacks because he was a rookie. Look, they beat Jacksonville. They beat Atlanta. Do they beat Cincinnati? Maybe they lose to Cincinnati, but it doesn't matter. You have three games left to clinch the division, and maybe you win two or two out of three might have gotten you the bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the number one seed, but the bye going into the postseason. So I think, look, you you set yourself up really well. With Schaub, you have a chance in 2011 to get the bye. And yep. what does that do? You get to skip a week of the postseason, yeah. play at home in the divisional round, which they've never done, and there you have it. You have a golden opportunity to get to the AFC Championship game no matter who you're playing. Okay. This last one. Okay. You actually texted me about something that happened on the radio. <laughs> and I've kind of I've, I've I've changed Serious time NFL radio? Oh, whoops. So the 2017 NFL draft. Yeah. As we all remember, the Kansas City Chiefs moved up to number 10. They drafted Patrick Mahomes. The Texans then traded up to number 12. And they drafted Deshaun Watson. And Mitchell Trubisky was taken with the number two pick after the Bears moved up from three to two. What if Kansas City trades up? Mm-hmm. They sort of shock everybody in the room because they draft Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And the Texans at number 12 still move up, but they draft Patrick Mahomes. Interesting. This is so interesting because their rookie seasons played out so differently. Completely. Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes didn't play. He didn't play. Played one Mahomes game at the end of the year. went to a playoff team. All right. So did Watson, by the way. Watson came to a good team. Yeah. They were 2016, number one defense in the league. Right. Went to the divisional round, won a playoff game. The offense wasn't very good, but the running game was okay. You know, came to a pretty good team. Yep. Mahomes went to Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs, who had a quarterback in place, Alex Smith, who was good. Right. Maybe not great, but very good, effective. But they hadn't won a playoff game in forever. He sits until the last regular season game. I'm just fa- sounding this out, Johnny. Right. Mahomes is going to play a lot sooner for the Houston Texans. Yes. Right? He's going to win his spot. I don't know what would have happened. Who knows? Look, I think 
the Texans would have similar regular season success, and you presume that Mahomes wouldn't have had the knee injury in year one. Right. Because that wasn't like he got hit. That was a weird situation, right, with Watson right. getting hurt right. with the knee. Kenny, uh, Frank Clark. Frank Clark kind of rolled up. Yeah, kind of jumped over Lamar Miller and landed. But we don't know. Up. Like, there's no on-the-record explanation of, no, like. No, nobody's because, ever said that. Because it was Thursday in practice. <laughs> yeah, where, that's when it was publicly announced. And I No, but that's when he rolled it on the cart. And some, did you see it? Somebody saw him drive in. I I think maybe I saw Now, my memory's all fuzzy because it was so painful. We saw him roll in on a cart. And it was like, oh, gosh, please. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Cramping, something, anything but that. Yeah, and he just was not that. Yeah. I think that 2017 for the Texans plays out the exact same way through the first seven games. Savage gets a shot. It's not what. Sure. Bill O'Brien wants that's to gonna see. That's going to happen anyway. And they go to the rookie. They were going to go to. They were going to go to right. Deshaun at any point. They go to Mahomes. Mahomes does his thing, and if he stays healthy, maybe he sets the world on fire here in seventeen. Mm-hmm. I do think he probably would have struggled a little bit more here in seventeen, just as a rookie, um, and what was going on here as opposed to in Kansas City because he got to sit for that whole year. He got to yeah. sit. He got to watch, watch. He got to observe. He got to put himself in that role mentally. Study behind Alex Smith. Right, and learn from Alex Smith. I think that that I whether he says it or not, I think that's a really – it's been a really big thing for I'm Mahomes sure he career. says it. I haven't heard it, but I'm sure he admits that Alex Smith really helped. But at any point over the last couple of years, did you not envision Patrick Mahomes in a battle red 15 jersey slinging? Here? Here? Yeah, I have. I've done well, it. Well, look. There are at least nine other teams that can fantasize oh, yeah. about that because he was drafted no 10th. Doubt. No doubt. And that was the serious XM thing. They forgot about when everybody was drafted that right. year. They thought Watson went before him. Watson was drafted before him. But one is taken 10th and one is taken 12th, right? Bro. And they're, you know, whatever. however you want to look at the rankings, if Watson's yep. eligible, he's a top five guy, right? right? Right. Two top five guys, 10 and 12. Trubisky, not so much, but maybe he can reestablish himself or establish himself with the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. I just – that vision of Mahomes and the health. I mean, look. I mean, I'm okay. Look, I think there are so – we could go what if all – what if they draft Garoppolo round two in 2014? Oh, don't, yeah, well, okay, that would have been all right. I would have lived with that. What if they draft Aaron Rodgers at 05? Oh, then we don't have Trap J. I know. No, I'd rather have Travis. I'd rather have Travis. Travis is Aaron far more Rogers. entertaining, and it's a long-term <laughs> we had thing. David we love Carr, you, Travis. We had Trap J. I wanted Trap We J. don't need Aaron Rodgers, Travis. No. We got you in Houston, and that's what we want. But we want to hear from Drew Doherty. We're talking about these battle red helmets that we're going to unveil July 30th out of practice and November 3rd against the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll talk about that next right here on Texans All Access. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, Texans All Access, from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I am John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter, and one half of the In the Lab podcast crew. My other half, Drew Doherty, is taking off for Mexico, a pretty cool event you'll hear about more over the next few days. But he took off on Wednesday, but not before Drew and I had an opportunity to talk about Battle Red Helmets on November 3rd against the Philadelphia Eagles, and you will get a first-glance viewing on Saturday, July 30th, out at training camp. That is going to be fun. It's back to football Saturday throughout 
the entire NFL. And so that's the day you'll get to see them in action for the first time. And if you need tickets, use Texas.com, Texans app, and get tickets for training camp. That'll be the second day of camp. Camp opens up July 29th. That said, Drew and I talked about the Battle Red Helmets. Texans have the most major uniform change in the 21-year history of the organization. For 400-some games, they've always had that same helmet. Correct. Or they will have had that. I'm counting once you get to week 10 or week 9 when when they play the Eagles this year on November 3rd. That's when they'll wear them. They'll also wear them at a practice. Thursday night. Uh-huh. It's a Thursday night game, so practice July 30th. The nation will see it. But this is the first major change. In 2011, or excuse me, in 2012, the NFL went from Reebok as the maker of the, the right, right, uniforms right. for everybody to Nike. Correct. There were some subtle changes in the uniforms then, right. but nothing Collars, major. Yeah. Maybe the logo at some point, a little tiny logo on the back. Whatever. A year or so ago, the Texans put like a... A logo on the back. Yeah, yeah, a little logo. Again, nothing. Ma- this is a major change for yep. them, most major. And it's interesting, John, because since 2014, on a pretty regular basis, I've answer- answered questions from fans and Dear Drew. Right. Started right. out as a video. It's now transitioned to an article. But just about every single time you put out a call for questions, one or two or more yes. come back with, when are the Texans going to get new uniforms? When are they going to change the uni- When are they going to do this? When are they going to do that? Right. And for the longest time, it was... That's it's not changing. You're not right. going to do that. Correct. Now, Just, it's happened. It it's a this is the first major change, John. So, this was probably three three and a half weeks ago. I happened to be walking out of the building, and rewind a little bit. We're all out of the building mm-hmm. for the most part. From our, when I say all, players are gone. Players are gone. Coaches are gone. Mm-hmm. But we're also out of the building because they're doing renovations up on our our floor. Yes. But because things have been happening and have been happening over here, I just decided I'm going to just stay in the digital studio and just work over here. Just to be easier. It's really hot mm-hmm. where you sit, where I sit across from you, and I just, like, I got to have it somewhat cool. So the last few weeks have been tough. Anyways, right. I'm walking out one day, and I happen to just peer into the equipment room because the equipment room, there's a big massive storage room next to us. All that was getting moved out. All these things were moving around. I saw Darwin and his guys and equipment. They were they had stuff in all all kinds of places. So they were getting stuff back in. And I saw this old like laundry bin. Yep. And they just had the red shells. No face mask. Right. Just the red shells. And then I just remember looking at it thinking, that's sharp. Now at that point, I don't think I don't think even at that point I knew that that we were going to have red helmets. Right. Then I mentioned it, I think, to Mark, and he basically said, oh, yeah, you didn't know that was happening? I'm like, no. I'm the I last, one. Heard, I'm the last yeah. one to know any of these things. I'd heard a month or two back. And yeah. so you'll see the picture, and it's going to have the, the blue uh, face mask. deep steel blue face mask. The battle red. The battle glossy. red helmet. And the the rumor that I've heard is it won't be full-on ketchup bottles. No, it's the white pants. White pants. Yeah. And I think that that's is in the look that's in the release. Yeah, so incredibly sharp. The only th- there have been two that I remember for the most part as it pertains to changes to the uniform. One really got the fans excited, and that's when they did the color rush. Awesome. The color rush are different from the the regular deep steel blue. deep steel blue because they've got red numerals, mm-hmm. and the guys loved them. The players. Loved them. So that was... I love them, too. It was supposed to be... And I, I love them, too. It was supposed to be 2016. 
But when we played the Patriots on a Thursday night, it was their color rush, and so they weren't going to have the same. So we had to wait till 2017. Mm-hmm. Unveiled them in 2017. We're like, yo, these are sweet. Yep. The other one also happened, in, actually happened in 2016 with Battle Red. They came out, had red jerseys, but they had the blue pants. Yep. And after a second, I went, you know what? I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I don't think Mark ever got there. There were some fans like, no. I think the people that liked them loved it. Like, I loved it. I was okay with it. I didn't I, wanted, so, I didn't hate it. That I, was I, the, I didn't like the all reds. I don't like the red pants. So, we've done – I'm trying to think how many times we've done that. The time I remember was back in 07 against the Broncos. They did it in – they did it in 10. Remember the – Remember the overtime loss to the Ravens? Oh, did yeah. That on yeah, night, yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sunday Monday night game? Mo- Sunday or Monday night. Monday yeah. night game. It was a, yeah, yeah, a prime yeah, yeah. timer, yeah. Came back at the end. Chopped through the picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I like the all reds. I don't I don't mind that. But if they would have gone all reds with the red helmet, it would have been, eh, it's a little bit much. That would have been full ketchup bottle. I don't mind the, the any of the combination with the red, I, I'm down for it. I, love, I love the red. I wish we would wear the red. More often than I just, wish that was the primary. I do. I really do. I wish that was the primary because I think the white, I think the the white pants, red jerseys, Top. and blue tops, those are awesome. Yep. I'm I've been in my mind kind of visualizing what a full team of Texans will look like wearing the red helmets, but it's really cool. I also like the icy whites, all whites, all whites. I the Liberty white has has never really been one of my favorites. I've never been a big fan of like just pure white jerseys. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but I just never, you know, even when I coached my team a long time ago, I'm like, no, I'm going to get either gold or burgundy pants. We're not wearing white. I just, I don't know. I just I never, like I never, I never got into it. It's okay. But the red, anything with the red, I'm cool with. But the helmet itself, um, I think is, is See, absolutely awesome. I, I thought a change would eventually come a year or so ago when we heard about 2022 being the year that different helmets can get incorporated because yeah. that, that opens things up for like the Philadelphia Eagles to go back to their yes. good colors, this full Kelly green. Yes. I mean, that's gorgeous. It's uh, such a good looking jersey. The Patriots can go back to the the Patriot, which I think is and they have they far already, superior to what they have. Did you see the video the Patriots put out? No, I need it was, to. It was like a Back to the Future sort that's of thing. Awesome, I bet it's awesome. And they've yeah. got Patriot Pat that they're gonna they're gonna wear. So it's yeah, I think that, I think the, sharp. W- w- are the Broncos gonna go do the D the old school? I haven't 80s? heard. I would imagine that would be the one that they they bring back. They can't bring back those brown and yellow ones. No, I, but I like those. the orange crush one. I thought those. Yeah, were yeah, the awesome. orange crush ones right before they they the one before they went to the what Super they Bowl. They have now, yeah. The of course, uh, you know, Jacksonville. I was living in Jacksonville when Jacksonville beat them in '96. That was the last time they wore those. Mm-hmm. Was in the playoff game. The next year they changed uniforms Switched. and then went Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yep. That's so weird how that happened. Red helmets. I so. I'm down with it, totally, completely. I guess my point was, I was surprised though. That's what the big change was. I thought it was going to be a white helmet uh, because I don't know if it was ninety. Well, it was probably it was before the Texans played games. But Bob McNair, I think, at the logo unveiling, right. held up Hell a white helmet. helmet with the Texans logo on it, which I thought looks pretty cool. Yeah, and I think the door is still open. For the Texans to wear that, probably not going to be this year, but I think they could. You could see that eventually, and that's what I thought originally. That's what I thought. If they make a change, it's going to be the white helmet, or introduce a, an alternate, it would be the white helmet. That's I, what I thought would happen. I I think you could go either way with any of the three colors of the helmet. I'm, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be fine with. The interesting part is we were talking to Royce Freeman. He come in here for media mm-hmm. days, and we were talking to Royce, and we got on, we got to talking about Oregon, and then it hit me like, hey, wait a second, they wear a different helmet every week. Wow, that's what we asked him about. 
we said, did you have to wear a different helmet? Like, because for anybody who's played football, you know, now way back in the way, but way back in the day, the helmets we had sucked. And it would take a week to break, basically break them in, like a baseball glove. It would take you a while to break it in. And I've had many friends say, you didn't break in the helmet. The, the helmet broke in your head. That's true. It molded your head that, to what the helmet was. That's, that's a great point. That's probably a better way to put it. And so whenever I heard of multiple helmets, it used to just send like chills on my spine, like, no. Yeah. So we asked Royce, and he said, no, it wasn't always a different helmet. It was just how they were able to yeah. decorate it, right. however they did it. And he said it wasn't a different helmet every time. So I don't know. I'm assuming this is a second helmet. I know there are some guys that have to have a second helmet yeah. available and ready to go. And, the, and and Darwin's guys have all multiple helmets. If you crack one, you know, which has happened, or something happens to the shell, you've got to go get another one, all that kind of stuff. But some guys just have – uh, a communication device in one helmet, but not in the other, depending on, you know, what, you know, who's out on the field and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I remember that Zach Cunningham doing that in the Philadelphia game in 2018. At the end of the game, he goes out there on the field, and because of the set they were playing, Bernardrick was not going to be out there. And so I saw Mandrick go run out there. J. Joe's trying to get dressed, <laughs> get back in the game. They hand Zach a different helmet. He takes that one off, gives him the other one. I realize, oh, they're going to talk to Zach through yeah. that one. So he had two helmets. So, I never liked having a second helmet. Obviously, if it cracked, you want to get a different one. But it's okay if it's a couple. But just yeah. getting used to wearing it before you go out on a field and play that game, good lord, the migraine headaches you could have at, at that point. But well, they're going to wear like it. it. They're going to wear it in practice right. on that Saturday. It's basically the second, second day of, day of training camp. Training yeah. camp. Uh, they're going to give one away to a fan. There's going to be a winner in between now and then. But, okay, they have the blue all the time. The red's going to be worn for one game. Right. We've discussed the white. I've seen other variations, though. I've seen a camo Texans helmet, which I could see coming into play down the line on Salute to Service. Yeah. It's pretty cool looking. And when I say I've seen it, it's always in, like, the mini helmet form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always at an auction, at yes. some sort of gala or yes, silent auction. Always. It's been autographed by somebody. So I've, I've seen a matte red helmet. This is going to be a glossy the one. The matte the red helmet would just, that, that would, I would love that. I've seen, yeah, I've seen matte black which is pretty cool. Okay, let's talk. The black is interesting to me because I, I tend for for certain. One of my biggest pet peeves is for a team that uses jersey color, a, a color for a jersey or a helmet or whatever that isn't one of their colors. Mm -hmm. Like I, I hate that, absolutely hate it. Now, if the color is in their history, like the Philadelphia Eagles, they did the the Kelly green ones all the time, but. Way back when, they did a light blue and, and yellow, and it was just weird. Yeah. But that used to be their color. So right. I can go I can go with that. The black is always interesting to me because my players are always back. Coach, we got to get a black jersey or black helmet or whatever. I think you can do black very cool. Mm -hmm. You can do it really cool, and I think the matte black is definitely the way that you can make that cool. That would be kind of awesome. I've also seen a pretty cool silver Ooh, Texans helmet. Like a chrome? Chrome, yeah. Ooh. So there's possibly like, or like Oregon has. Just like Oregon. But with that that would be wild. There's lots of there's lots and lots of possibilities. So it also begs the question, John, now that we've seen that the Texans have an alternate helmet. Oh, I know where you're going with it. Might uniform changes be coming in the next five years. Okay. What what uniform change? Because I, I I would think you're gonna use the same 
you know, color, color scheme of Liberty White, Battle, Red, and Deep Steel Blue. I would think. I'm curious what kind of changes you would make to the jersey. Might there even point. be a logo change? Oh, oh man. I was thinking about that the other day because I looked at something. I don't know why, but I was looking at the bullhead, and I started thinking about the process of picking the bullhead. So I, I remember our radio station that we started way, way back when. They literally went months trying to oh, come yeah. up with a logo. So I wonder how long it took to come up with the bullhead we have now. But mm-hmm. would that change? Could it change? Should it change? I think variety is a spice of life. I would I'd be okay with it. I'm a traditionalist at heart, but I don't mind trying things out and seeing what they look like. That's why in 2016 when they had the blue pants with the red tops, I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Mixing it Try up. things on. Let's do it. I'm excited about this red helmet. Yeah, uh, I like cool. it. Battle red. Because I now I can – when I answer questions, I can say, "Well, the Texans did this, and now they might." So, yeah, I like it. I'm a fan. I'm well. That was really, always really... your second. That was always the second question because you know what the first one was during game week. Uh, will there be a trick play? I was thinking of something totally differently, but I guess people want trick plays. I was thinking more about the roof being open. I am always asked about the roof being open, and I know Drew is too, and he acknowledged that a little later in a podcast as well. Now, one of the guys that we will be watching with the roof open or closed is a rookie from Atascacita from Humble, Texas. He had a special day today. That's Kenyon Green. We'll discuss it next right here on Texans All Access. We go on for a segment of this edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I'm John Harris. And the mention of Kenyon Green just really gets me excited, especially when Kenyon is celebrated as he was in Humble today Kenyon Green Day in Humble and found out that his alma mater, Atascacita, going to retire his jersey number during the Texans' bye week. Kenyon was asked about it. He's like, man, that's crazy. So I've always dreamed of that. always said that I wanted that to happen. I can't wait for the pep rally. Congratulations to Kenyon Green. Got his own day out in Humble. Going to have his jersey retired at Atascacita. Very cool stuff for the rookie. And hopefully, while we're in that bye week, we can sing his praises for a great start to his rookie campaign. That is down the road. A big thanks to everybody on the show. To Mark, to Drew, to Kenyon. Congratulations. My man Austin Mendez killing it in studio. Thank you all so much. We'll see you tomorrow. And as always, go Texans.